everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Uh, the podcast, of course, you remember, is ghostly residents of old Cape Cod, and those are the residents that don't pay taxes. Um, we're here tonight, we're here today, again, I kind of delayed this because I didn't want to come out in the middle of the week, and the holiday, uh, Labor Day, just threw me all off, so sorry about that, my apologies. But anyhow, this podcast is about Ye Old Yarmouth Inn in Yarmouthport. The title of it is, Who Let the Dogs Out? Now, this story came from a book by Karen Bush Gibson, adapted from Haunted Cape Cod by Barbara Sillery. Now, this book that I took it from is titled The Ghostly Tales of Cape Cod, and in parenthesis, Spooky America. It's published, this book, it's a children's book, published by Arcadia Children's Books, first published in 2022, and I thought it was a much better story than the one by Mark Jasper, in my opinion. So here's the story. Established in 19, I'm sorry, 1696, the Old Yarmouth Inn in Yarmouthport is Cape Cod's oldest inn. It has a lot of history. It's midway between Plymouth at the start of the Cape to Provincetown at the end of the Cape. So it was the perfect place for many weary travelers to stop on their journey for lodgings, food, and drink. Revolutionary War soldiers were rumored to have been stationed there, and the inn was reported to be a stage stop on the Underground Railroad before the Civil War. The present owners, Sheila, Sheila, sorry, Sheila Fitzgerald and Arpad Voros, V-O-R-O-S, believe that the spirits of some of the people who passed through the doors of Ye Old Yarmouth Inn are still hanging around. They do not know who most of these ghosts are, but there is one whose identity of which they are certain. That's Bradford Powell. One evening, Sheila was working at the hostess stand in the restaurant. The front door had been left open. Before she could close it, a rotund man walked by. He wore an old-fashioned suit, a shirt with fancy cuffs, and and black boots. Sheila had never seen a ghost before, but she was pretty sure that was what had just walked by. He definitely wasn't from the present. Sheila was, nor isn't, the only one to have seen Bradford Powell's ghost. Many people have claimed to have seen him making his way around Ye Oak Yarmouth Inn. In every report, the description of the appearance has been the same. He is about 5 feet 8 inches tall, a bit round, and has a crown of white fluffy hair, and a jowly face. 
So how do the owners know their ghost by name? Soon after Sheila and Arpad took over ye old Yarmouth Inn, they met a woman named Althea Davis, who was 98 years old at the time. She told them that her grandfather, Bradford Powell, used to live in the house, and she shared some pictures of him with the new owners. The man in the photograph was the spitting image of their ghost. Bradford Powell was a dentist who had his practice in the downstairs rooms while the family lived upstairs. The Powells rented out the the spare bedroom to local school teachers. Now here's a story. When Althea was a little girl, she was playing upstairs. One day, she discovered a secret room built between the fireplaces. Sorry about that. My dogs this time. Um, When Althea was a little girl, she was playing upstairs one day and discovered a room built between fireplaces. She opened some of the closets and found... Sorry, hang on just a minute. Okay, back to the story again. I don't know, my screen went cuckoo. Um, When Althea was a little girl, she was playing upstairs. I said that. One day, and she discovered a secret room built between the fireplaces. She opened some of the closets and fell down behind the chimney. Luckily, one of the teachers heard her screams and rescued her. Later, this very same teacher died in the house supposedly from smoke inhalation from the wood-burning fireplace. It is believed that this teacher had a romantic relationship with Bradford. Wow. Okay, Sheila believes that the ghost of this teacher refuses to leave the house. She only appears on the second floor, and Sheila says she's not nearly as nice as Bradford. She's like the scary ghost and more of a troublemaker. Once some friends came to visit Sheila and Arpad. The next morning, Sheila discovered one friend downstairs with his bags packed and ready to leave. She said, I asked him if everything was okay. You're not leaving until tomorrow, right? He looked at her and said, I'm not spending another night here. Naturally, I asked him why. The friend reported feeling as if someone was sitting on the bed next to him at bedtime. He couldn't see anyone, so he dismissed it as a dream. (laughs) Then someone started tickling his feet, but no one was there. It's hard to dismiss your feet being tickled as a dream. The man pulled the covers over his head and told himself that if one more thing happened, he was leaving. And just then... It was as if someone grabbed the bed and started shaking it, banging it on the floor. Other antics are common at ye old Yarmouth Inn. Odd noises, windows shaking, glasses that moved along the bar in the restaurant, money dropped near the old wood stove being sucked up into it. 
One morning, her sister came downstairs to start some coffee, and the mixer started up all by itself. Instead of real candles, Sheila and Arpad used safe, rechargeable lights that looked like candles in the main dining room. One Sunday morning, candle wax was discovered on a white tablecloth and across the rug. It looked as if someone had carried a candle and the wax dripped along the way. Now the owners questioned everyone, the staff, and, and looked all around. No one had lit a real candle, and no candles could be found. So we're going to break here for the second part. So I'm going to say hang on, and uh, we'll be right back. Here we are, right back. Thanks for holding. Hang on. Okay. But, <laughs> now, this is one of the strangest episodes involved the owner's dogs. One night, when they were getting ready to close up and go home, Arpad found their two dogs outside on the upper deck. He checked to see if someone had let them out. No one had. The old Yarmouth Inn has security cameras, and Sheila and Arpad decided to look at the security videos, and they couldn't believe what they saw. In the video, they watched Indy, the lab hound mix, walk down the hall. She, the dog, stopped at the door to the outside. It looked like she did a little play bow. Then Indy turned around and wagged her tail at the wall before walking down the hall. Several minutes later, Indy ran back down the hall and out the door, which was now somehow wide open. About 12 seconds later, Wheezy, their basset hound lab mix, ran down the hall and outside. The door closed behind her. Now, Wheezy has a reputation for barking at everyone and anything not familiar, but she didn't make a sound during this entire incident. The security video didn't reveal any ghosts, but it certainly showed a supernatural occurrence. The dogs were responding to something. What, we don't know. It's unlikely Indian Wheezy will ever tell, but perhaps the ghost of one of the many people who spent time at Cape Cod's oldest inn will. Now that's, quote, finish quote, unquote. Now, for a few of my notes to add to this podcast, the author in the story touched lightly on the Underground Railroad. Now, the Underground Railroad, it is rumored that many of our houses here on Cape Cod were involved in this Underground Railroad. Some of the slaves were dropped on our shores by local fishermen to be taken in by our hospitable residents. Some of them found jobs. Some continued their journey on to Canada. I remember in one of these podcasts, the Nimrod restaurant had a large, dark, dark man who was a ghost. He was an employee of the restaurant and died of some mysterious illness. He had a habit of, blo- the ghost, his ghost, had a habit 
of blocking some of the staff's access to the second floor where there were attic rooms. Now, was he a slave at one time? That's a big possibility. Second note, the inn is on Route 6A, which was originally called the King's Highway, so it was a convenient stop for stagecoaches. The stagecoach route began in P-Town, Provincetown, and ended up in Boston originally. It was an old cow path for farmers to bring their produce to market and later used by stagecoaches to commute to Boston, which was then, which is the state capital. In early days, this commute took three to four days as the coaches had to rest the horses and water the passengers. Many passengers stayed overnight in these inns as the average time and mileage for the horses was 10 miles a day, depending on the weather. Travel like that was almost as frustrating as the traffic over most Labor Day weekends. The backup to leave the Cape is usually miles long. Well, that's our podcast for this week. Again, I say I may delay this one until next week, which is now, when everyone is back on track, and that includes me. This podcast and all of our podcasts are created on Spotify for podcasters. And you can find us on Spotify, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Amazon Music. Oop, I forgot. iHeart Podcasts, too, or wherever you find your podcasts. If you have any comments or suggestions, or even have a ghost story, to share, drop us a line at our free email address, ghostly.residence at gmail.com. Now, the transcript for this podcast can be found on our website, www.capecodwriters.net. The best way to be notified when we have a new podcast is to sub- subscribe to this podcast and on Spotify. Thanks for listening. We look forward to hearing from you. Stay tuned.